United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. For those who missed it, uh, it was a while ago. Uh, it was last October, as a matter of fact, um, that we uh, that we had the uh, the announcement of the Nobel Peace Prize. And sharing the Nobel Peace Prize were Dennis McCauley and Nadia Murad for their efforts to end the use of sexual violence as a weapon of war and armed conflict. Dennis McCauley and Nadia Murad for their efforts to end the use of sexual violence as a weapon of war and armed conflict. That was Barrett Rees Anderson, who was the Nobel Committee spokesperson, naming and saying what had happened. Now, Nadia Murad actually had been in the U.S. a couple of years before that, in 2016. She was talking about stopping extremism. And uh, one of the things that she had mentioned... Before all, the Arab countries must stop the flow of the, their citizens into Daesh and prevent them from joining Daesh. And we have to prevent the supplies of weapons and money to them. And we prevent that their oil will not be sold. And then we have to fight them militarily after that. She was speaking at the time through an interpreter, which is why you heard a male voice there. Let's talk about Nadia Murad, who actually was in town on Friday for an event at the United States Institute of Peace. Uh, and we want to have a broader discussion about her leadership, her, her successes, and also the idea of women who are trapped in conflict zones. Kathleen Kunast is with us, the United States Institute of Peace Director of Gender Policy and Strategy, tweeting at Kathleen Kath. Kathleen, welcome back. Thank you for being on POTUS today. Hello, Tim. Nice to be back. Thanks so much. Tell us about this event. The event uh, last Friday, and and by the way, people can uh, still view the event on our website, USIP.org, really was an opportunity for uh, Nadia Murat, the uh, Nobel Peace Prize laureate, to uh, thank uh, the government of Taiwan, who presented her with funding to help um, a hospital in the region of Iraq where her people uh, are living, and also uh, to talk about what the situation is right now uh, for uh, minorities in northern Iraq and to uh, listen to her ideas moving forward. Now, for those of us who remember the issue with the Yazidis, uh, it, it does seem that, oh, it was so long ago, it must be solved. But as is often the case with international issues, none of this happens with the swiftness of going to order something at a fast food restaurant. These are long, drawn-out processes, correct? Yes, and not the first for the Yazidis. Uh, they have were also uh, moved under Saddam Hussein, uh, you know, out of the mountains into an urban kind of setting. So they have lived through these kind of uh, displacements and certainly disasters for for this minority of uh, Iraqis. The, the recovery uh, includes obviously any kind of psychological issue, but some people just want to go home. Are people still separated, uh, still kept from going to where they want to go from their homes? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the security situation is still the central problem. Uh, there, you know, there are armed actors still uh, roaming uh, these areas. And, you know, they've been away for five years. That's a long time. And uh, 
So uh, they're still not safe uh, and secure housing and a sense that they could, you know, re, uh, return to their place uh, of these last years. Kathleen Kunas with us, United States Institute of Peace Director of Gender Policy and Strategy, an event that happened, the conversation with Nobel Prize laureate Nandia Morad at the USIP. Kathleen, it it might uh, surprise some people. You mentioned Taiwan, which is a member of the Global Coalition to Defeat ISIS, but I don't know that people think of them off the top of their heads when it comes to leadership in an issue like this. Explain what they have done. Well, um, I think the leadership in Taiwan right now is very gender sensitive. And I think uh, what I understand Murat's story of a, a young woman surviving um, ISIS. Uh, she was enslaved uh, by ISIS, bought and sold. And I think the story uh, was very compelling and one in which uh, they felt that they could make a contribution toward the healing. Uh, I think, it, you know, international will is absolutely key right now. Not only do we need to end the impunity around these types of uh, human rights abuses and, and actually crimes against uh, humanity. But we need the international governments and uh, bilaterals and uh, multilaterals to step up and begin to address the fact that sexual violence has become institutionalized and militarized as a form of uh, destroying communities um, and its impact is long, long-lasting. There was a representative from Taiwan at this event. There also was uh, a representative of the State Department, Ambassador Kelly Curry, was there from the Office of Global Criminal Justice. Where is the U.S. on this issue? Uh, well, the U.S. has uh, been long a leader uh, in trying to address the issues of human trafficking. Uh, they have... Uh, as a, as a government uh, recognized this criminality has within our own uh, country and, of course, abroad in our uh, uh, relations, tried to address the fact of human and sexual trafficking. It is rampant often after conflict, and we see it in Iraq. Uh, numbers have really spiked, and the stories are quite uh, devastating to listen to. Um, we need to address it. Uh, we need to engage religious leaders who can no longer be silent on it. And we really need local governments and civil society together uh, helping uh, people who have been victimized by these forms of human and sexual trafficking to provide shelters, protection, and healing. Um, th- there is no way Iraq is going to move forward without a, a full-on effort from the top down to the bottom up. Kathleen, uh, the issue itself is one that obviously gives us all pause, but I wonder what brings it home. In other words, what will actually, number one, bring it more attention, uh, like the conversation we're having right now, and and spur the action that you are recommending and that the panel was talking about last week? Well, I think uh, one thing is we have to recognize it as, as a, a crime. Uh, and second of all, that it is. Uh, needs to be addressed in terms of legal issues. But moreover, um, one idea is, you know, we have worked for decades to 
after a, a violent conflict to demobilized armed actors. That means having them uh, turn in their guns for for cash. And we need to find incentives to end human and sex trafficking. And it it is a very lucrative uh, criminal uh, activity, and we need to find alternatives. These are people who are suffering after the conflict, who are trying to figure out uh, livelihoods. This is not a livelihood. This is criminality, and we need to understand that difference, and we need to um, create uh, mechanisms to de-incentivize it. You mentioned at the beginning that this is available for people who would like to view it. Uh, is it uh, at the United States Institute of Peace website? Yes, it is, USIP.org. And uh, just put in the find Nadia Marat, and you will go right to the link. All right. Kathleen, I appreciate your spending time with us today. Thank you for being on POTUS. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Have a great day. You too. Kathleen Kunas, United States Institute of Peace Director of Gender Policy and Strategy, the event that took place last Friday, which included Nadia Murad, who is a Nobel Prize laureate, Nobel Peace Prize laureate. She was speaking to the issue of uh, the genocidal campaign by ISIS in Iraq. Five years later, Yazidis and other religious minorities still struggling to recover from the trauma of occupation and crimes committed by the terrorist group, which obviously includes sexual violence, which has become institutionalized, as she noted, and that was one of the findings of this panel. It is available at usip.org if you would like to view it. You can also tweet to Kathleen at Kath, K-A-T-H, Q-N-A-S-T, K-U-E-H-N-A-S-T. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.